Hello, agriculturists. I am Jacob Simpson, and I am the host of I Believe TV. Welcome to a new episode, and I have a very special treat for all of you. Today, I have the Northeast Area Vice President of Oklahoma, your very own Garrett Case of the Skytook FFA. Garrett, would you please introduce yourself to the viewers and guests of the show? Well, hello, everyone. Uh, like Jacob said, uh, my name is Garrett Case, currently serving as the Northeast Area Vice President for the Oklahoma FFA Association. Um, I am originally from Skytook, Oklahoma, and I'm very excited to be here recording today. I am so happy that we were able to fit this in my schedule. I did not think this was going to happen, um, and I am super happy you were able to join me today. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to ask you a few questions, and let's get going. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. First things first, what got you to join the FFA? Ooh, so that one would be my parents. Um, funny story, ironically, my eighth grade year, I was supposed to join an ag class. And the day we were building our schedules, I had a couple of friends convince me to take a different class and my counselor was okay with it and everything. And um, didn't say anything about it to my parents until I got my schedule back the next year. Um, and so I was not in ag um, at all until my freshman year when my parents pretty much said, we know you didn't want to take it last year, but we think it'd be really good for you to take it this year. And I just kind of joined on expecting much and it uh, just kind of snowballed. I mean, we all got to start somewhere, correct? Exactly. There's always a starting point. Yes. So what made you choose to stay? I think for me, the biggest thing was like how impactful my ag teachers were just even at the beginning. Um, the very first event I ever competed in was the green hand quiz. And I was fortunate enough to have um, some success in that. And so it was something, you know, I wasn't the kind of kid who was ever really good at anything. I wasn't athletic, nothing like that. Um, and so it, it was something that I was at least relatively good at. And I had some pretty phenomenal ag teachers. Yes. Um, I think every episode so far, we've given credit to our ag teachers. So a, a round of applause to them. Absolutely. Uh, they deserve it. They truly do deserve it. What's your favorite part of the FFA? Oh, uh, I'm going to say definitely the people. Um, I mean, I absolutely love contests, livestock shows, everything like that. But uh, I, I joined the FFA and immediately was just surrounded by uh, just amazing people. I mean, my absolute best friends, uh, every single one of them came from the FFA. And so I wouldn't be half the person I am today without those people and without the FFA. Amen to that statement. All of my friends um, who are true to me, at least, are from the FFA. And I am blessed to have joined this organization. Um, so you are the Northeast Area Vice President. What made you choose to run for state office? A pretty similar answer, and I'll honestly, the people, um, it, it kind of two part. One, I um, I had gotten so involved in FFA, whether it be showing or um, public speaking or anything like that, that I just really wasn't ready to hang my jacket up. Um, and everybody that I'd met through FFA was just so kind towards me. I'd never met anybody that was rude or didn't want to be friends. And so just that impact that FFA members left on me and, and state off former state officers left on me is what made me 
say, I want to be in their shoes and I want to try to make half as much of an impact as they did on me. Yes. And I'm going to say this right now because this is, this is coming from my heart too. You have made an impact on me uh, from the moment we've met each other from at uh, Washington County Livestock um, whenever we were watching Izzy show her goats and uh, at the Dewey Speech Contest. You have made a big impact on me too. So I just want you to know that. I, I really, I really do appreciate that, Jacob. That means me, means a lot, lot more than you'll ever know, honestly. Um, so this is probably the hardest question for um, everybody who have answered. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite part of the FFA? <sighs> Ooh, yeah, you really, really hit a hard one there. Um, man, I mean. I wouldn't necessarily say that there's a part that I really don't like. I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it is quite a bit of hard work at times. Um, you know, it wasn't always the most fun to sit down and memorize speeches or, you know, when, when you were going to a livestock judging contest and your ag teacher said, all right, be at the ag building at 430, ready to leave. Um, and so I, I guess, I guess you could call those least favorites. Um, they're they're kind of sitting where I, I enjoyed them. And I miss them, but if I could have one thing that I didn't necessarily have to do, I, I would have liked to get a little bit more sleep. <laughs> yes, it's one of those things like you're going to dread it tomorrow, but you're going to miss it uh, the next day after Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And well, I, if I could have done that um, sooner than later, then I would have I would have been blessed with that opportunity. But I kind of got deeper in FFA my sophomore year, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of missed out on my freshman and eighth grade years because my family was pretty strict about me leaving the house so much. And I get that. They just want me home and safe. But as I got to be an officer, um, I kind of got to do more stuff and I'm, I'm blessed with that opportunity. Yeah, totally get that. Um, I actually, my freshman year was, was cut pretty short too. Cause that was, that was when COVID came in and hit. And so I didn't get, wasn't able to get as involved as I'd like until uh, until about my sophomore year too yeah if you could change one thing what would it be oh wow um i don't know i mean i mean i really don't don't think there's anything that i can look at and go and say i want to change i mean i'm sure there's imperfections somewhere but I just I don't really know if I see anything that I just want to change. In all honesty, I'll take that answer. That that's a that's pretty um, that's a good answer actually. I haven't heard of that one yet. There's there's always been something, but to me, um, I try and look over those problems. You know, mm-hmm. I, I try and look over the imperfections. I'm not a very judgmental person. Yeah. Yeah. What, what are a few of the things you have heard just out of curiosity? Uh, so probably my f- uh, favorite one is the uh, mustache one. Um, mustache. Yes. Um, th- this was not from me, mm-hmm. actually. And, you mm-hmm. know, I love my mustache. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Absolutely. I don't mind shaving my beard off, mm-hmm. getting my goatee off, but the mustache, it, it's part of me. Mm-hmm. Um I've told everybody I do not look good without a mustache. Mm. 
the last time I shaved it off was in February. Mm-hmm. Um, I got some pictures of me from the Dewey Spring Fling, which is a livestock show, mm-hmm. and I did not look the same <laughs> with without a mustache. Nobody could recognize me. I, I didn't think about hair. I will definitely say the mullet. Then I'm I'm not a big fan of the mullet. <laughs> some people have told me I could rock it, and I I don't know. I'm skeptical. Oh, you t- you totally could. I maybe. Maybe I rocked. I rocked one day. I rocked them all for a good year. And I, I, I just don't think I would look very good with it. I, some people, I think it doesn't look bad, but I, I personally could not. I decided to shave, uh, not shave it, but like chop it off in mm-hmm. uh, April, a f- yeah. couple before our banquet, and it looked pretty good. Yeah. Um, sad to uh, get it gone off my head, but. Uh, otherwise, I feel much cooler uh, out in this heat. No, so absolutely. Yeah, that's a blessing at least. Uh, another one was uh, by Titus about the boots, black boots. Ooh, yeah, I'm. I don't. I don't love the black boots either. I think uh, black black boots definitely have a place somewhere, but but for me, it's it's not official dress. Yeah, it's not official dress. But he has seen, and I have seen people wear them too. Um, they're not, you know, not as flashy as dress mm-hmm. boots. But I think they have a good style if you mm-hmm. have a uh, a kind of baggier uh, pair of pants on. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, otherwise they don't look good in actual official dress. Yeah. But I, I think boots look good in a sense. But yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to wear boots all day at the... At a competition or mm-hmm. a convention. That is not me. Yeah, me neither. I don't mind going to school in boots, but not at any FFA uh, get-together or anything like that. That's not my thing. Yeah, I'm the same way. Where do you see agriculture in the next 10 years? Next 10 years. Hopefully growing. I mean, I, I, did, I actually saw an article today about something with, lab grown meat getting approved and so i hope that doesn't take over because i could see some people being um very for that um i mean me personally i i really hope that that doesn't become the the trend or the thing that's out um but but just hopefully growing hopefully as strong if not stronger than we are now and hopefully with a lot more rain involved Yes, we are needing a lot more rain. Very bad. I think it's supposed to rain tonight, hopefully. Fingers crossed. We had a pretty good uh, shower up here uh, this afternoon. Um, it wasn't much, but it was something. We got a couple puddles up here. Yeah, we um, got some this morning. but yes, That's a blessing, at least. Um, I haven't looked at the radar yet uh, since then, but we are needing it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't heard... Uh, my county is under water restrictions. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so we're we are having to uh, conserve our water. I and no, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, so um, they are taxing people more on uh like per gallon. So if you exceed a certain uh gallon per month, then they're going to like add ten percent to that, and then if you exceed that, it's fifteen, then twenty, then twenty five, so on, so on. Wow. So yeah, it's hitting us. Um, but for some reason at Walmart, the like packages of water they are mm-hmm. cheap. They're cheap. Yeah, they haven't changed price. Or Not haven't... really. 
Yeah. I, I'm happy for that. Oh, it, it, there was a patch there for a while that it was pretty, pretty hairy. Yeah. Pretty expensive, but it's, I think it's went back down to normal. Yeah. And Copan, they are having to boil their water. Ooh. Uh, something good uh, is in their water. So I don't know what's going up in there. Sounds um, like some bad pipes. Probably. Kind of like Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Um, what's your plan for after high school? Uh, no, you you just graduated. My <laughs> bad. Um, what's your plan for after college? Oklahoma so after college, I will have my degree in agricultural education. So my plan is to find a school somewhere in the state of Oklahoma um, and start teaching ag. Um, not really sure where. I mean, I don't have like a specific school locked down. Um, I know I don't want to teach in the panhandle just because that's, I love the panhandle, think they're great, <laughs> but I really don't want to be that far away from civilization. Um, probably a clo- little closer to northeast Oklahoma, and that's just simply because that's where I grew up, and that's that's where I've been my whole life, and it's the area I'm definitely most comfortable with. So, yes, it's, it's your home turf. Yeah, hometown, I, I kind of, I mean, I'm directionally challenged, but I kind of know what's going on in northeast area, <laughs> but um. But yeah, I th- just just a school somewhere, somewhere in Oklahoma is the requirement. You know where I live, right? Yes, and or do you, I mean you? Li- I know you go to school at Dewey. Yes, and you know what direction that is, right? From Skytook, right? Uh, it's generally somewhere. I mean, I know it. I know it's close by. I could tell you. <laughs> I, I could tell you a time frame better than I could a direction. Okay, at least you got a time frame. Yeah, um, that's how us rednecks can measure. Yeah, I, I can, most places I can tell you how long it'll take us to get there, but generally speaking, I can't tell you what direction it is. Yeah, I'm so getting better, me, though. Yeah, so for me, I can give you a direction and a time. That That's me. I just like learning about geography, where mm-hmm. uh, places are. Yeah. Um, I had to look up Bangor, Oklahoma for uh, alumni camp. I'm like, yep. oh, that's good three to four hours. Yeah, it's, that, a, it's a long drive. Yeah, but hey, we're, we're stoked for that drive. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm 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 not stoked for the drive, but I'm definitely stoked to be there. And the drive's not even gonna be that bad. It's gonna be all right. But oh I'm, yeah. I, if I'm gonna pick up by myself for three hours driving to camp, I would not be nearly as as hype on the way up there. <laughs> but hopefully, I'm not on my own. You got a good playlist, right? Oh yeah. I mean, well, I don't know if you define it as good. I like it. But you like at least you like it. I can jam out. That's all that matters. Absolutely. Because I got nearly 16 hours on my playlist. Wow. Yes. I, my playlist is not that big. <laughs> I, yeah. I need I need a good bop when I'm in. Uh, I'm just laying in bed or in the shower or in, uh, during a long road trip by myself. That's with fair. A friend, at least. J- just some good tunes uh, to keep me yeah. happy. For sure. So what made you choose that route to be an ag teacher? Um, I mean, kind of similar to why I wanted to run for state office, just the the people, um, but more so as far as teaching ag, more so my ag teachers. Um, just they've both been absolutely phenomenal um, and really changed how I like view teaching as a whole. Um, and so one, so one thing, I don't know if you, know about this but i've told a few people my senior year they actually introduced this like internship program and so 
my school, there was, I think there was like 20, 25 seniors that did it. Um, you know, we had some people interning at a bakery. Um, I think there was a guy that did something with um, construction and concrete work. Um, but mine was with my ag teachers. So I spent um, five hours a day in the ag building. And a I couple remember of those, I was getting to help teach an eighth grade class and a um, mostly freshman ag one class. And so just, you know, what, you know, I think my best example was just something as simple as pig ear notching, something that me as somebody who showed hogs, I mean, I, I know how to re- read notches and it's not super complicated for me, but there was people who in that class that had, had never been around pigs before. And so just showing them how to read notches and making it fun and, and seeing that, you know, eyes light up that aha moment uh, when they finally understand how to do it was what made me go, you know, this is, this is where I want to be. Yes. So Dewey does have internships mm-hmm. for seniors. Um, I did not actually think about interning for a school, especially my own school. Yeah. So that, was, that, that, that's a good idea for me. Currently yeah. I'm working at my school over the mm-hmm. summer, uh, a little money just so I can, uh, save it for a car. Um, yeah. so we have Conica Phillips in Bartlesville, you, mm-hmm. you know that mm-hmm. they have paid internships and that's pretty popular over here. And then we got yeah. people who are, uh, interning for law enforcement and like hair salons and such. It, yeah, it's, a, it's a good thing for our seniors. And, um, I'm glad that you brought up interning for a teacher at your own school. So I might, uh, see what I could do there for my senior because I know for a fact I'll be having a lot of free time. That I have no idea what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and, and the cool thing about the program he, that we had at SkyTeak that they started up was it wasn't even, it wasn't like you just had to do our ag teachers. We had a guy that interned um, with our, one of our history teachers. We had um, a couple go over to like our elementary schools um, and intern with some teachers over there. And so, there was there's a lot of, I mean anything you wanted to do pretty much yes and a lot of the knowledge I've gained by my ag teacher mm-hmm. and those who have been around uh agriculture their entire lives mm-hmm. uh I want to put that uh in the younger generation because I want to be an ag teacher too so yes um I I'll try and see what I can do about interning for uh, my ag teacher that would yeah. be a good Definitely recommend it. Not not only do you get that um, experience of of being in class, but then, I mean, there was I don't know how Dewey's Ag Building is set up, but we have an office in between the classrooms at, at here, um, over here at Skytook, and uh, there was a lot of days where I just sat in the office and worked on things or visited with my ag teachers during lunch, and just also you can just get so close to your ag teachers during that time and learn at the same time. Yeah, so our ag uh, building is connected to the art room and the uh, other math room. Mm-hmm. And then our shop is outside of the actual classroom. So we have a small classroom. We have an office uh, separated from that room. And then our classroom is attached to our shop, which has all of our welders and tables and all that jazz, our freezers, so that we can store blue and gold. We got everything in there. Yeah. Uh, the only pain about it is that we get rained uh, a lot, wet, so that is that's... not fun. But once we get in the classroom, I have a blast. I never want to leave that classroom. Is 
Well, we got to uh, get wet uh, sometimes and go to our next class, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of times where I, uh, I, for, for me, I didn't have my, the last second semester of senior year, I had two classes online for my sixth and seventh hour. So I could just go home. And there was a lot of days that it was, well, I don't want to go home yet. I'll just stay in the ag building. So it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah, ever since we got this new well uh, plasma table, mm-hmm. I spent uh, countless days just going um, home at like five o'clock at night. Yeah, I've seen some some on your social media. It looks like you're doing well with it, and looks like you're learning a lot. Oh yeah. Um, so the guys who uh, built it, they mm-hmm. came out and they taught us what to do, bare minimum, mm-hmm. and. I didn't really get much uh, info out of that. So a lot of the stuff I know now is self-taught. That's good. At least, yeah. I mean, you know how to do it and, that, and that's I'm impressive. Still I'm still learning. It, it's a, it's a big learning curve mm-hmm. and it's a good thing for future jobs. You know, uh, if Ag Teacher doesn't work out for me, mm-hmm. um, then I could have a good shot in the oil field um, and such. Uh, OPS has a mm-hmm. good... Uh, plasma table running my brother actually runs that so um he's like heck yeah i'm proud of you that's good i didn't realize oil field i mean it makes sense but i just i guess i'd never thought of oil field using it but there's uh, so his shop at uh oil field pipe and supply here in dewey <laughs> um it's a fab shop so they make uh cattle guards feeders okay uh panels all that jazz and what he does is he cuts out parts and he can make signs for businesses. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So his programming is kind of limited. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's planning on sending those people who want signs for their businesses over to me. Okay. So that, so that will be my new SAE for the upcoming year. That'll be a really good one for yeah. sure. Um, like the one for uh, Toasted Peach Tanya Boutique, mm-hmm. that was my biggest and best project yet. Yeah. Yes. And I still got some orders from people that I need to get a hold of. Um, the only bad part about this is that my ag teacher is not always available when I am, so mm-hmm. I can't always access the ag shop when um, I need to. So that's yeah. the only thing. Um, so, I, from the best of your ability, I know it's been a few months since you've graduated. Uh-huh. Tell me about your SAEs and CDEs. Again, uh, for those who don't know, an SAE is a supervised agricultural experience. A CDE is a career development event. And an LDE is a leadership development event. Man, it has been a while since I've heard those acronyms out, out loud in order. Um, and I, I felt like I was in a musical trying to sing along with them, <laughs> but, um, uh, as far as SAE, uh, I only had one SAE, but that was, um, swine production entrepreneurship, which is just the fancy way of saying that I showed pigs. Yeah. Um, so I would, um, I didn't raise pigs, always wanted to, but, uh, we didn't start till my freshman year with anything in pigs. So didn't really have the facilities to, to raise out piglets and, and things like that. So I always just bought them right, you know, um, before the spring season and then, um, raised them to that point. 
Um, as far as CDEs, um, my one, well, I say favorite, the one I did the most often that I was not that great at was livestock judging. Um, I like to think I'm a professional livestock judger, um, but that would be very incorrect. Um, a lot of people tell me that I don't know how to judge, and I just say I judge old school because I don't know about uh, you and I don't know about Mr. Epperson, but my ag teachers, they judge little old school styles. So uh, that's where I learn. Um, so a lot of these new trends that we see in livestock, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, but then I actually, I didn't do um, any CDE this year. Um, just go, I just kind of was at contests and I, I had planned on doing um, farm and agribusiness management and then just didn't have enough for a team. And then by the time we did have enough for a team, there was, I think state was the only contest left and we didn't get registered in time. So do you Man. want me to talk a little bit about LDE? Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. So LDE was really where I, I was loved LDE. Um, my, my thing was always public speaking. Uh, so that was where I definitely had the most success at and um, probably the most fun too. Um, so I, I gave three speeches this year um, was fortunate enough to make two of them to state and placed third and third with one and fourth with the other. Um, but I think definitely my favorite part was speech season was just being able to go to contests and I mean, not only compete of course, but then being able to see everybody because um, there's, there's always just a ton of people at speech contests. And so getting able to see everyone and, and meet new people is my favorite part. Yes. I remember, um, our yeah, our school was hosting the very first contest of the species. Yes, yes uh, that, that is an early I, contest sometimes. Yeah, I didn't get to uh, speak there. Uh, mm-hmm. The reason why is because I was kind of scared in case I got uh, in the room with my aunt because <laughs> she she was judging and I didn't want her to be biased or anything. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just wait for next week. Mm-hmm. And the week I forgot about cheer tryouts. I was going to try out as a mascot which I did get, but I did quit like a month later because I got, you know, president on my chapter and I got to, you know, choose one thing or another. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, that was a good, uh, good contest. I had a lot of fun talking to everybody. Um, that like 10 minutes, uh, you were with me, Pedro, um, Abby Roberts, mm-hmm. and uh, Josie Evans. That was a good talk. Yeah. Um, of course, I forget about it because um, there was just so many things going on. Yep. I couldn't um, tell you what was said, but I, I remember it was something that was either funny or important, one of the two. Yes, I know all, all of us were laughing. Yes. 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 Um, but that was probably my favorite memory of speech contests. Um, maybe I didn't speak at it, but it was, mm-hmm. it was a good uh, tool because I got to meet new people. I didn't know about um abby or pedro or josie uh i didn't know that you spoke at speech contests as such mm-hmm. yeah it's it definitely my first speech contests whenever i was starting out were were not nearly as sociable as, as they were towards the end but once i figured out that there was a lot of people around that wanted to visit it was it was pretty fun yeah so i i kind of got I, I really need to know um what were your speeches about Okay, so I had three this year. 
Um, one in animal science, one in agri-science, and one in, oh man, what was that? I'm blanking on the division. Agribusiness. There we go. I, I was wanting to say policy, but that's that's not right. So my, um, out of the three, my least favorite was my agribusiness speech. Um, <laughs> so that one was over carbon credits, which, uh, are you familiar with carbon credits at all? No, I'm not. So they're, they're somewhat difficult to explain, I guess, but they're not really. The, the basic premise is, say you are a farmer, you can change up practices. So like you can use less nitrogen-based fertilizer or uh, maybe switch to no-till operations and, and things like that. And what that does is it stores more carbon dioxide into your soil. Okay. And then you can actually measure that and um, be paid for the carbon that's stored in the soil. So um, it's like, for example, Microsoft, if they are committing to releasing less greenhouse gases, but they haven't had, like they don't have enough time to change over their facilities, then they can buy carbon credits from um, farmers and hopefully one day ranchers um, and just kind of offset that, um, if, if that makes sense. Um, but it, it was a pretty cool topic. I just, out of my three, wasn't, it wasn't necessarily my favorite of the three. So uh, was it more of an informative or an argumentative um, speech? Uh, I would say it was more informative. I think sometimes judges took it as argumentative, um, but it was meant to be informative. Um, yeah. So, and then my, my agroscience speech was over a species of seaweed called Asparagopsis taxiformis. Um, I just like to throw the seaweed name out there because I feel like it makes me sound smart but <laughs> the basic premise of the speech was there is um, a species of red species red seaweed and then there's um, a few species of brown seaweed that you can feed to cattle and it reduces their methane emissions by um, like up to 98 um, percent depending on how much you feed that um, is crazy yeah and not only that but that the process that they their body goes through to produce methane um, since it inhibits that process, they actually retain more energy from their feed. So you can see growth rates of like 40 to 50%. And then I actually, I talked to, um, somebody who used to use it and he said that whenever they were using it, that respiratory issues were virtually non-existent. And so there was all sorts of benefits with it, but not a whole lot of people know about it. Um, oh, and then my, my last one, favorite speech, um, for anyone who um, remembers talking to me at contest when this speech got brought up, that was my child, is what I always said about it. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, that, yes. Yes, you oh. remember, yep. Um, loved that speech. So it was, that was my animal science speech, and it was over xenotransplantation, which is basically just a big fancy way of saying transplanting animal organs to humans. Um, and so, uh, this, yep. Yeah. And, um, the, the most popular is, um, pigs to humans. Um, most of the, the most notable ones are skin grafts for burn victims and heart valves, but there are studies being done on potentially using a full heart, full liver, kidney, um, pretty much anything. And so that was definitely my favorite speech, but but I love how you remember me talking about it because it was, I, I loved that speech so much. Yes. That, that was the one we were laughing about. Cause uh, you brought up your baby and <laughs> I was 
Oh, yeah, I heard this on the news about a guy who got a heart transplant from a pig. Oh, yeah, and they're like, what? And then you're like, yep, this is true. Yep, and yeah, I it... probably spit off a name and probably told you where it was just because, I mean, I felt like I really, out of everything, that every speech I ever gave, that was hands down the one I had the most knowledge on. So I, well, I felt like I knew everything with it. So what made you decide to make three speeches for the season? So my freshman year, I I kind of mentioned this earlier. I wrote a speech, but then didn't end up getting to give it because of COVID. Um, yeah. Sophomore year gave a speech and really liked it. Um, and then said, well, you know what? Why don't I go ahead and give two next year? I mean, one was simple enough. I'm sure I can give two. Um, and, and just for me, I know some people were flabbergasted that I gave more than one, but um I was always very fortunate that memorizing wasn't something that was super hard for me. Um, and so I gave two my junior year and then went, well, heck, why not just go ahead and try three um, just to see if I can do it? Because there was somebody a few years ago from my chapter who gave three and was very successful with it. Um, and so I went, you know, I feel like we're I feel like I could do it. You know, it, it is possible. And so I gave end up just I wrote a third one, found a topic and just ran with it so to me that sounds like if this doesn't work this will if that doesn't work this definitely uh definitely will which two. is probably your baby yeah to an extent actually ironically enough my baby my my favorite speech was the my one speech that did not make state what um, yeah i know it was a little saddening um i was i was pretty upset when it happened but ended up it ended up being okay um it was probably my ag teachers and me kind of decided it was probably better that I wasn't giving three because it, it can be pretty hard on your voice and and kind of you kind of run around like a chicken with your head cut off the whole time if you've got so, that many. About that um, seaweed, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just asking more because my family raises cattle. Uh-huh. Um, how available is that uh, seaweed to those who are landlocked? Okay, so with that, the there's two different types of seaweed species um, that I talked about in the speech. The one that was more effective um, was called Asparagopsis taxiformis, and it was a species of red seaweed. Um, I'm gonna, I am really struggling not to use word for word from my speech, um, but it was a seaweed that grew naturally um, in Australia and, and Hawaii, but it growed, grew, so not growed, it grew in such small amounts that it is not really easy to get large amounts of it. So while it is more effective, you really can't buy it as of right now. It's only being used in, I want to say 12 um, research farms. Um, But the one species that is used quite often is it's called Ascophyllum nautisum. It's like an, it's, where's it from? It's um, what is that between Canada and Ireland? If I remember right. Um, and there's actually a, um, are you familiar with Bartlett Co-op in Bartlett, Kansas? It's about uh, an hour no, and a half north of us. No, not really. Hey, you know your directions. I do. I do know my directions because I, I had to re- memorize where it was at. So that way, if I got asked about it, um, but which I mean, actually, you know, um, the Cantrells. Yes. Um, Karsten and, and her family. Um, they actually, her dad um, used to be my middle school principal and he actually has a mix from Bartlett co-op that um, includes that seaweed. So 
Okay. So if um if you're and that's about an hour and a half drive from Skyhook, so I'm sure it'd be just a little bit shorter, I would think, with from Dewey. Yes, because um, I'm about 45 minutes away from you. Yeah. Yes. So it would be a little bit closer for you, but they do have it um, there at Bartlett. Um, they have a, a mix with that includes seaweed in it. And so um, the brown seaweed isn't quite as effective for methane emissions as the red seaweed, but um, it does have the, the respiratory benefits for sure. Yeah, so it still does have uh, the effects, just not yes. as much. Yeah, and it still reduces methane, just not to the same degree. It's not yes. quite as strong. That is very good information. Um, so our cattle are strictly mm-hmm. grass-fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the winter, we get hay. We feed them hay. Mm-hmm. All throughout the summer, they eat the grass just mm-hmm. fine. Um, we've, we haven't had any problems with that. Um, the only thing we tried was to introduce them to a new type of grass. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got hay from Copan, Oklahoma, which is just a few miles out from us. Mm-hmm. And our cows would not eat it. Really? They would not touch it. Wouldn't touch uh, it at all. No, but the hay that we got from our own land, mm-hmm. they eat that like there's no tomorrow. Really? And and of course, you know, we'll feed them like apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. Uh, here and there, but it's not like an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. But we're like, what is going on here? So I introduced the idea to my uncle, why not spread uh, some of that hay across our own fields so that it could um, cross uh, pollinate, you know? Uh, yeah, get that's a good idea. Uh, kind of like what you do for gardens. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example of this is last year, um, my brother's girlfriend's son grew a tomato Mm -hmm. next to a cucumber Mm -hmm. and it made some weird combination and he grew a watermelon next to the cucumber and it made a giant cucumber oh yeah i'm not a big cucumber fan but that would be kind of interesting to see yes it was it was it was massive it it, okay i wouldn't say it was massive it was like the size of an actual watermelon Mm -hmm. but it was it was it was a way bigger cucumber than what you want Mm mm-hmm but, and it tasted pretty good. But, yeah, uh, with the grass, I was like, why not try that? And he's like, maybe. Um, so I'm hoping if he does go with that idea of mine, then we can get our cows fat and happy. Absolutely. More, well, more than what they are. <laughs> fat and happy cattle is what makes the world go round. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, look at my stomach. Uh, what are you most excited about this upcoming year? Man, there is a lot of things to be excited for. I mean, of course, coming up here in just a few days, alumni camp. Um, I'm super excited for that. Um, I think other than the, the, I guess you could say like the big events, like, you know, like alumni camp and um, state convention, I'm really excited for Goodwill tour, being able to um, see some good chapters and, and be able to interact with FFA members. Um, during the school year, I think is going to be really fun. Um, And then especially for me as somebody who is wanting to be an ag teacher, I think it'll be really cool to, while I'm there interacting with FFA, being able to meet FFA members, but meet ag teachers at the same time and see ag buildings. Um, And so I I always love getting to tour an ag building that I've never been in before. And so I think that'll be really fun. I think that's interesting. Um, So about alumni camp, mm-hmm. what will be 
your favorite uh, day? The first, second, or last? Ooh. Man, I think part of me wants to say the second day just because um, for me, my speaking parts that I have are all on the second day. Um, I have a, I'm going to give a reflection one evening and have a flag part one evening. Um, but both of those, the sessions that I do them at will be the second day. And so I think for that reason, I'll say second. I am, I'm, uh, I told you before, I'm going to bring my official dress and try out for the flag part. Um, do you know where, like, is it kind of like, uh, Tolokogi where it's out in the open and, um, there's like the sun beating down on you. Mm. I think I think that's pretty cool during the sunset and sunrise, um, like right above you. I think that was pretty cool during the flag parts. So I, when I went and saw the new campgrounds, I wasn't there um, where you could kind of see where the sun was setting or anything like that. But um, the flagpole is definitely a little bit different this year. Um, but I do hate to tell you this, but they have they did re- end up removing the flag part for members oh uh, sadly man i was i was so stoked uh seeing it last year and i'm like i'm gonna do it next year yes I, they they did end up taking that out um i i think the thing that replaced it was um our, our state president mr caleb horn i think was is going to be giving up a, a flag part instead um but they they unfortunately did decide to take out the the flag part for members that is a bummer i was so stoked um i remember texting you one night like hey are they still going to go with this because of the new location mm-hmm. yada, yada yada and like let me find this out yeah and, and i remember i i think i told you a few weeks ago before i knew that there was they were still planning on having it but then they did end up changing it on us so Unfortunately, there will not be a flag part or flag ceremonies for members, um, but it, it's okay. Camp's still going to be awesome. Oh uh, yeah, just one minor change. Um, is, are there still going to be parts for members? No, so not. Or there'll be flag lowering. So, like for example, each state officer has um, will either do flag raising or flag lowering. Um, and we have the option to ask an FFA member or one of our teammates to lower or raise the flag with us, but there will not be um, any speaking parts for members. Okay, so what I'm uh, what I'm hearing is, do not bring our FFA dress, official dress. Uh, not if not unless a state officer asks if you're lowering the flag or raising it with them. Um, other than that, it'll just kind of be in your way. All right. So I'll, I'll I'll bring mine just in case that happens. Yeah, um, I'll be going session five. I believe that's the eleventh or the thirteenth. Correct? Mm, I think so. I could be wrong. Um, I I honestly, the only dates that I really know are that the first session is the second through the fourth, and I, I haven't even really looked at what sessions are when. But I, I think that I think that sounds right. So, do you know why there um, there's six sessions in two weeks? Um, I don't really know the like the exact reason why they changed it. Uh, I do. I know sessions are going to be a little bit smaller, um, 
I, I believe the number is 275 campers per session this year. Um, and so I think that is why they changed it just a little bit, just so that way um, they didn't have to limit how many FFA members could come. And I think the way it worked out, it's actually going to allow more FFA members to attend camp with the way it's set up now. Um, but just because I think the, the campgrounds is a little bit, um, it's not necessarily smaller. It is, but it isn't, if that makes sense. Um, it doesn't hold quite as many people um, as Tulakogi did, so they had to um, lower the tickets for each session just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm still going to have fun. I'm, I'm stoked. Um, I got most of my bags ready because, um, you know, I looked at the days for dress up. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this and that set up. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I got my sleeping bag ready. Yeah, I am. I'm working on my packing, and it's it, it, it's getting there, but it's not quite there yet. Well, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, yeah. you're coming. Exactly. Exactly. So about the Goodwill tour, mm-hmm. uh, um, you said that you want to. You're excited about seeing all the different uh, ag buildings and like mm-hmm. the different setups. How many chapters? um will you guys be visiting you know i am honestly i'm not really sure just because they haven't been uh planned out but i think oh man i'm trying to think back to to previous years of roughly how many and it's i know it's quite a few um but i i do not know an exact number on on chapters i know it's some in every area um and i know that it's multiple chapters in one day over and then there's you know there's multiple days that we do goodwill tour but i do not know the exact number all righty so yeah there's gonna be a lot um last year um i heard that the state officers were there at each chapter for like 15 20 minutes is that correct not to my knowledge i know that we had um we had we had the goodwill or we what's the word I'm looking for? We had the state officers come to our chapter, I think my sophomore year, and they were there about an hour, hour ish. If I remember right, I think it is longer than 15 to 20 minutes. Um, but it, it's not a super long time, but it's, it is a little bit longer than 15 or 20. All right. I, I imagine it would have been a lot shorter than an hour because of how many chapters there are chartered in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh, that's not a lot of time, but hey, it's still a good experience for your chapter. And, and the good thing is we we won't even like we won't be at every single chapter. So we do have the chapters that we are visiting. Um, we'll have enough time to actually be able to to be there and and to meet people and and talk to ag teachers and things like that. So it won't be a come in and leave immediately. So it'll we'll have some time to be able to visit. And I think there's some workshops or presentations that'll be given, I think. Um, don't really know a whole lot as of right now, just because that is um, relatively far off from right now. But yeah, I'll know a little bit more as it gets closer. So yeah, my act teacher, she signs us up every year and we're hoping to have y'all come over here up to Dewey. Oh, I hope so. Hopefully I get to visit. Say hi to everyone. See your ag building for once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah our, our building's kind of tucked away uh, by the jock lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have seen it. It's like right by the football field. I probably have. I just, I don't know if I ever, I don't know if I remember. 
Yeah, it's by the giant. Uh, well, it is the giant uh, garage door, um, but uh, like right across the street from the locker room. So, yeah, it's it's not too hard to miss. We got that uh, three star national chapter uh, oh, yeah. next to it. Uh, I forgot how old that is, but yeah, we did sign up for that too. Um, if we do get it, we are for well. That's what I'm hearing. That we're for sure going to national convention. Oh yeah, national that, convention is fun. That should be very fun. It'll be my first year going there, mm-hmm. if we do go. Yeah, I went my junior year and it was it was pretty awesome. So yeah, you so this, go, you'll definitely have fun. Yeah, this will be my junior year too. I think this will be my best year yet. Yeah, junior year is pretty fun. It keeps getting part. better, I guess. Yeah. yeah, it's um senior year can get kind of sad just because you are a senior and there's a lot of times, you know, I remember actually ironically being at the Dewey speech contest and going, you know, this is my last time I'll ever go to the Dewey speech contest. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It kind of gets you in your feels for lack of a better term. It it was kind of tough getting, um, seeing our uh, seniors graduate. I got closer with this bunch. Um, I went to graduation in a suit and tie and such and man, it, it was kind of tough because mm-hmm. uh, the vice pr- uh, assistant principal, she asked me if I could uh, hand out pamphlets to parents and such. I'm like, yeah, of course I will. Um, but yet again, that's a duty for uh, sophomore uh, officers. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. And then I got to watch it. and It was, it was hard not to say goodbye, you know. Yeah. Most it can of- be difficult for sure. But of course, I gave in. I gave each of them a hug, and it it, it was hard. I can't. I, I I how do I say this? I am not ready for my senior year. Yeah, it'll sneak up on you. Yeah, um, simply because I have grown close with almost every teacher I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still in contact with my first grade teacher. Really, which is crazy. That is uh, impressive. Yeah. Um. Funny enough, I dated her daughter. Uh, <laughs> uh, small yeah. world. Oh, small world. Wow. Um, but yeah, I also lived with my fifth grade teacher and my mm-hmm. uh, elementary school computer teacher. Um, I have close relationships with my teachers. Mm-hmm. And uh, this upcoming year, my new chemistry teacher, she will be. she's my show mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got to spend a little bit of time with her today. Uh, she took me up to Kester's Farms, um, picked out a goat for me, and uh, just got to hang out with her a little bit. She's my show mom. Every time we say goodbye, we say love you, love you too. That's good. That's a good relationship. And it's it's the best relationships too. Yes. Teachers, they produce us, I guess. They produce what uh, runs the world, you know. Absolutely. One hundred percent. We are future doctors, lawyers, politicians, um, service members, bakers, and such. If if it weren't for them, then our society won't be what it is. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent agree with that. So props to our teachers. Yeah, they round of applause for teachers because they they deserve that and more. Yes, sir. Um, so I'm not too familiar with Skytook. Mm-hmm. What is there all to do there? Ooh, not a whole lot. Um, we've got Besides, a park, the lake, 
it's really the big thing for most people. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some rest, some restaurants. Um, but yeah, I mean, really just the park and the lake is, is what most people enjoy. Um, if you want to do anything other than that, you really have to go to Owasso or Tulsa. Yeah, that's that's most of the answers I've gotten. You got to go to the bigger cities, yeah. which I think is okay in a sense. But I think every hometown should have you know something special to it. Mm-hmm. Like Dewey, it's not much, but we we have that pride of hey, look, we got Tom Mix, um, a silent film movie star from the early nineties, and we got Jacob Bartles. Uh, founder of both Dewey and Bartlesville, and we got um, so much history here. You know, yeah. um, it's always a sense of where you're from and how you see it. Yeah, and we've definitely got history. I- I'm de- not very well versed in it, but we've got some. But I mean, I'm proud of where I come from, proud of my town. But there's not not necessarily a whole bunch of of fun things that you can do. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um, my ag teacher, everywhere we go, he tells me, don't look at the bad because that's all you're going to see in life. If you want to see the good, you got to focus on the good. And that's because um, recently they had that vote against, uh, well, most of the people in Oklahoma voted against uh, the medical marijuana thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought it got passed. For, I thought I had heard that it did. Um, I actually don't know about it. Um, I just heard a lot of the teachers say go vote against it because mm-hmm. obviously smoking weed's bad. I'm going to mm-hmm. put it out there. If you want to do it, I'm not going to bash you for it. I just don't want to do it myself because it's not good for our health. Mm-hmm. That if that's if that's your choice, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to bash you for it. Just please don't bring that on my turf. Same thing with drugs. I'm going to say don't do drugs because. Um, it's going to get a little bit mopey here, but, um, my family has a lot of drug history, my biological family. And last September, my mom passed away from it. Uh, she, sorry oh, for your thank you. I, it's one of those things that gets me like, please do not do this because of experience. I've, I've never done drugs, but I'm just saying because of family history. Yeah. Same, I, I mean, they, I'm there with you on that. There's there's really no reason to be doing drugs. Yeah. And and it hurts me seeing how many kids actually fall victim to that, you know, and it it just gets worse every day because it's more available. I, um, I wish there was a law stating that it could be punishable up to like a heavy fine or something. If kids are caught, you know, Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it's becoming more of a um, don't know, don't tell type of deal like they did for the Navy back in the 70s and 80s. And um, if you're witnessing bullying, but if you're not uh, reporting it, then you're part of the problem, too. It's one of those things. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I remember coming home. Well, not coming home. uh we were done with the uh, vet science quiz ball up at Sky Tech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had that conversation. After that, we went to the Mexican restaurant across the street from it. Um, from, or which, I, which one? 
Oh, you have multiple? Um, yeah, we've like, got multiple senior or multiple Mexican restaurants. All right. So is that an Atwoods right by the school? I forgot what it is. If it, yeah, it looks, there's an Atwoods. Yeah, so it's an Atwoods. Um, El Maguey or is it El Magui? I've, I've heard different names. Whoa, that's that's not even one I've ever heard of. And I live here right across <laughs> from or from. No, we've got a tractor supply in town. Um, that's my yeah. Yeah, it's probably tractor supply. But uh, my question is, is it El Maguey or is it El Magui? Because I've heard it in many different forms, but these are the uh, two main ones. In in SkyTube? Yes. I don't think I've ever heard of that. uh, There's one in Bartlesville. There's one in Sand Springs. Um, I just got to know, is it El Maguey or is it El Magui? I'll be honest. I, I don't know. I really... I really do not know. I don't think I've ever heard of that restaurant. Uh, it's pretty popular. Um, my go-to there is the uh, taco salad. I mean, I would I would think the first one, the first pronunciation is what I would guess. I could be wrong. Um, I know the, the prominent Mexican restaurants in, in Skytuker, Senior Salsas, and uh, yeah. what is it called? Uh, El Tequario Duraco, I think is what it's called. It's little itty bitty one, but I don't think I've ever heard of the other one that you mentioned. I don't think I've heard of that one before. Oh yeah, it, it's pretty popular uh, up here in Bartlesville and Sand Springs. So I live there at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think uh, you've heard of this uh, debate. Kylie Velasco was asked this question by T- uh, Titus. Uh oh. On his yes, you see where this is going. I think I, I think I can remember. You want to answer before I uh, ask? No, let me. What? Go ahead and ask. That way, I I know what know for sure that I'm getting the right question. Chick Fil A, mm-hmm. or Canes? Oh my gosh! You know, this is this is going to upset some people, and I'm probably upset. And and I I do apologize, but I'm going to say Canes. Oh man! I definitely eat Chick Fil A more. I will okay. give you that okay. Okay. for okay. sure. I eat Chick-fil-A a lot more than I eat Cane's, but I just, I love cane sauce and the bread. The bread is, is phenomenal. That is valid. That's a valid statement. The biggest, I'm, biggest yeah. downside to Cane's is the chicken is a lot greasier in my experience than Chick-fil-A. And that's what brings it down for me is mm-hmm. the greasy chicken. What I do is I get the number three with an extra piece of bread. Mm-hmm. And extra cane sauce because cane sauce makes everything better. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had their coleslaw because I always switched out for cane sauce. Oh yeah, no, no, I can't deal with coleslaw. Nope. That that's yeah. that's a note for me. But extra bread, oh my gosh, that bread is heavenly. Oh yeah, it is. It is really, really good. But I yeah, think, oh, and, and I'm a big sucker for crinkle fries. Crinkle cut yes. fries are my jam. Yes. Uh, my favorite crinkle cut fries are from Brahms. Oh, the yeah, Brahms yeah. is pretty solid. Uh, the only downs, uh, downside of Brahms is how like sloppy and wet their burgers are. Fair. I've had yeah. pretty good luck with their burgers, but, but they, uh, whenever they put too much sauce on it, it just ruins the entire burger. Yeah, but the fries make true. the fries definitely make it up, and the ice cream, of course. Oh yeah, you got it. You got to get ice cream. Yeah, uh, personally, I go for Chick Fil A. 
mm-hmm. simply because it is the Lord's chicken. That is valid. Valid yeah. statement. And uh, a little bit about Mexican restaurants for me. I cannot deal with Mexican on any other day besides Sunday. Really? Really. So, uh, funny story. Whenever I lived in Sand Springs, Sepulpa area, mm-hmm. I would go um, to a Mexican restaurant uh, nearly every Sunday. And it was just a tradition. We never had Mexican uh, that much on a weekday anyways. And Chick-fil-A was just, you know, good. We just go to Tulsa sometimes just to get Chick-fil-A. Um, as I got older, I kind of got sick of having Mexican uh, mm-hmm. on weekdays, and I could only eat it on a Sunday. Like, yeah. that's, that's the only day that my stomach would actually take it. Huh. That That is that is interesting. It, it really is. Um, I guess it's just Chick-fil-A saying, hey, we're better. Yeah, I could see that. But, yeah. Uh, that's my spiel on Mexican food. No, I'm not bashing Mexican food. I actually love Mexican food. It's just oh, yeah. like we eat it on Sundays. Yeah, that's fair. I, uh, my family typically, if we eat out, it's during the weekday. And if we're, we typically eat at home Saturday and Sunday. So I'm kind of, kind of the opposite, if anything. <laughs> Are there any, like, fights on what you want to eat? Um, do you have siblings? I do. I've got one younger sibling. Oh. Um, he's nine. Um, his name's Luke. Um, the biggest food fight comes from, though, my mom. So my mom has a really severe dairy allergy. So Ooh. she can't eat, like, and it, it's crazy. Even, like, milk protein. So, like, ibuprofen, for example, something and and ibuprofen has a milk protein. So she has to get a special ibuprofen from a special pharmacy to even be able to take it. It's insane. That is um, insane. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely crazy. Um, in fact, we actually, we got sushi from from Sam's yesterday and it, we got one not realizing it had milk in it and she has not felt well at all. Yes. Like last night or this morning, after eating it, but she's the one that causes the most fights because me and my little brother and my father all get, we get tired of picking all the meals every week. Um, and she doesn't ever help pick because she can't eat any of it. And so we always get fed up with each other. Well, there is a uh, place in Katusa, I think called, I don't care. Yeah. So I say, go try that out. Yeah, we could, for sure. That and sounds I, like it'd be interesting. If, if I am, you know, um, open uh, for relationships again, I might take out a girl there, just for fun. Yeah, sounds like I'll, it'd be somewhere like, kind of interesting. Yeah, I like being the jokester. Um, besides food, mm-hmm. um, and this is going back to FFA, what is your funniest FFA moment? Oh, Wow. Um, you can have multiple if you want because um, you finished your high school years. I got to know. I got to know all of them. Man, I so I've got kind of one that's kind of t- one story that's kind of two. And then one thing that my ag teacher did a lot my senior year. Um, so junior year, National Convention, um, my ag teachers are two people that are very, very big on 
being punctual, like you are there 10 to 15 minutes early. Like that's just how they are. And, and I respect that. And I've tried to like, I abide by that even now that I'm not you know doing things with my ag teachers anymore. Like if I'm, you know, if I'm only two or three minutes early or if I'm five minutes early, it stresses me out because I feel like I'm not early enough. And, um, that year there was, um, only our officer team went, but one of our officers couldn't go. So, um, as far as rooms, the, there was only me and one other male on the team. And so of course we roomed together and he was pretty kind of similar to me, like was always on time to everything. And, um, there was one, and I'm sure you can kind of guess where this is going, but one day, um, on our way up to Indianapolis no, for whatever reason, no alarms went off, no nothing. And we were, I think we were 20 minutes late to getting up. Oh Somebody ca- called us after the 20 minutes was up and was like, are y'all going to come down to breakfast or anything? And so we like, I mean, we sprinted down. We ended up being uh, in total. We were 30 minutes late and our ag teachers were not happy at all. They were, very angry. Um, and so horrible at the time, very like not funny at all. When it happened, looking back, it's kind of, kind of laughable. Yeah. Uh, Looking back. And then with national convention. Um, so I don't know if you know both my teachers, but one of them, Mr. Neiman, um, we stopped at a Jack in the box on the way home and they had some new special burger with like a cheese bun. I don't remember what it was, something along that line. And oh, so no. I get up to the main, to the to the register, and I that's what I order. Um, and then, you know, Mr. Neiman and Mr. Scholes were the last two to order, and, and Mr. Neiman ordered one. And we get back in the van, and he's you know he's passing food out, and he you know finds the that four cheeseburger whatever it was. And oh so I said that, I said that's mine. And so I you know I took it and I went oh there's you know things that you know I think I said no tomatoes and there was tomatoes on it and I went and yeah, they just didn't hear me or rang it up wrong. No no big deal. I'll pick them off. I'm not. I'm not going to complain or anything. And when he gets all the way through all the food and there was, his burger wasn't in there. And so to this day, he swears that I ate his burger (laughs) at national convention. And it's one of those things that, I mean, I even got him like this little, uh, like desk pet toy thing. That's a little cheeseburger with eyes on it. Oh my gosh. This is for eating your burger because (laughs) I mean, he brings it up. Like if there's food, Anywhere he'll go, well, like if he has to leave, he'll go, Garrett, don't eat my food or something to that effect. And so he just would always (laughs) razz me about it. Um, And then I think my my other funny memory, I guess you could say, is um, one with Mr. Souls was all his. I swear the man is addicted to talk radio. If you got in his vehicle ever talk radio. I could it, not. It was, yeah, it was a lot of talk radio. I actually, I remember this one time he, he did switch it up, he turned a podcast on that was related to one, a speech that I had. And I don't remember what it was. I felt horrible because I started listening and I fell asleep and like, I was out and I, I don't really don't sleep, you know, when we're going on various FFA related trips, but that day, for whatever reason, I passed out and it was I felt horrible. And he made fun of me once I woke up and was like, Oh, I guess you didn't want to listen or something like that. And just was giving me a hard time about it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, so usually I'm the one awake with my ag teacher. When yes. we're going. That's how I am too. I, I sit up front 
and that's kind of like my place um because typically i'm with a bunch of girls i'm the only guy Um, (laughs) i know the feeling yeah so we're going to speech contests and such and they're all asleep in the back and i'm like all right i guess i'll be the navigator if i have to Mm -hmm. no like, no need never fear google's here um Yes, uh, I'm like, all right, well, there's no need for me here. So I'll turn on some tunes on my uh, my headphones, and I'll just listen to my jazz. Um, oh. Sometimes I feel needed. Um, I think the best um, thing we've seen, like, when we're both awake, mm-hmm. uh, girls are in the back sleeping, there was a uh, – I forgot what store it is. I think there's, like, 22 of them na- uh, nationwide. One's in Tulsa. And they give like uh, what's the word equipment mm-hmm. for throwers, and my actors is like, "Hey, get the number off that and see what they're doing with that." Nope, we thought it's for uh, like farming and ranching. No, mm-hmm. it, it's for uh, marijuana. And we're like, never mind. <laughs> but hey, um, at least we know now. Yeah, you, you learn something new every day, don't you? Yeah. yeah, and it's because I was awake. Yeah, there was. Quite a few times where I was shotgun was definitely my favorite spot to ride. Oh yes. So and everyone else would just sleep in the back seat, and that was not not the place for me. I liked being up front and being awake. Yeah. So sometimes um, my friend Marissa, I think you've met her. I think so. Uh, yes. Um, so we were coming home from Connor State. And I, I think you know the story pretty well. I said this on a previous episode. Uh, you wanted the front seat in the parking lot. I'm like, well, my stuff's been here all day. I don't want to go back seat. And you're just going to fall asleep anyway. So how about I just stay up here? I got up front with my ag teacher. Mm-hmm. ready to leave the restaurant. And she goes, Jake, uh, get out of the front seat. I'm like, no, why? Just go back to where you were. She opens my door and she says, I'm going to pass free. And you better go. And so she said, one, two. I said, three, four. How about you shut my door? I <laughs> slammed the door. My ag teacher's howling and she is red in the face. She's like, did, you did not just do that to me. And that is funny. I'm laughing my head off and she just storms to the back seat and then she falls asleep. I'm like, all right, it all worked out in the end. Yeah. All I- I like to bring that up because it's just funny. It's that's, one of my yeah. favorite Pretty that's recent. Funny. Favorite. Um, any advice for me and the uh, viewers and guests of the uh, show? Just in general, like general advice or just like, like FFA based? Um, any advice? I mean, I guess it's the same. I, I think the biggest thing is just say yes to opportunities. Um, yes. There's a lot of things, whether it is, FFA or just the world in general where you have the opportunity to to do something that's maybe out of your comfort zone and don't get me one don't get me wrong 100% understand not wanting to get to get out of your comfort zone but um, I promise it can be a pretty cool place um, and your comfort zone will only grow so um, just say yes to opportunities I think would be my best advice whether that's FFA or just life in general. Amen. Um, so funny story about this piece of advice. Um, one of your chapter members. Uh-oh. Yes. I uh, I was asking for feedback on some previous episodes. I just posted Jocelyn James one. And mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, can I get some feedback? She 
gave me the sweetest message ever. And um, whenever I was done conversing, I was like, hey, would you like to be on the show later? And then she's like, well, if I have learned anything from your podcast is to um, be out of my comfort zone more. And of course, yes, I am saying yes, yes, yes. I would love to be on your podcast. Well, that's good. I don't, yeah. Who was it? Um, it's your reporter, Sloan McIntyre. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, I just saw her post about Mobile Missions Network. Um, I actually used to be very connected with them. Uh, mm-hmm. They helped me out a lot when I was younger from the 2015 tornado and the 2019 flood. Um, they were my family for a while. So I was happy I got to see her uh, serve uh, missions with them. Yeah, that's good. That yeah. sounds like a good program. It really is. Um, I wish I could be more involved, um, but I got a lot on my plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally get that. Yeah. Um, do you have any questions for me? I I don't think so. I uh, I well, I guess one. What what made you want to like make a podcast? All right. Um, so a lot of people are going to be getting sick and tired if you're hearing this. <laughs> uh, so my at the end of the eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. I decided to have a YouTube channel mm-hmm. called The Farmer. And it was basically kind of like um, the Oklahoma Farm Report. Mm-hmm. So I'd pull uh, like various different news articles around ag on several different websites and such. And I'd give like a little news hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted a few episodes here and there uh, in my official not official dress i'd say my ffa jacket uh white shirt tie and underwear um (laughs) yeah um that didn't really go far Mm -hmm. i only got a couple views on each episode and i felt really bad about it but then i was like i'll try again at a later date and so dewey contest this past year Mm -hmm. i told somebody i forgot who i told but um, I told them about that idea and they're like, well, here, listen to Titus Montgomery. He is, mm-hmm. he has his own podcast and it's a good hit. So I listened to a few of his episodes and then, um, like the next week I'm like, you know what? I think this is what I should do. Um, Titus has been a good inspiration on this and he actually helped me with this. Um, so props to Titus for this. Props um, to Titus for sure. Yes. Um, and I actually set up my room to uh, better accommodate myself. Uh, and I'm like, you know, what's the point in doing this if they're not even going to see my face? So I, I just rearranged my room again and I just uh, recorded my bed uh, all comfy and nice and talking to you guys. And uh, this is episode six and um, there will be 600 more because I am happy doing this. I always look forward to interviewing uh, the next guest, and it's just been a wild ride so far. That's I get, good. It's good to I hear. I get lots of good feedback, and not only do I um, get to do, like, be comfortable with this, but I get to better improve my public speaking. Sure, oh, yeah. it's a person, but it's with people I don't really know much about, people I do know a lot about, and people I've never met before. So yeah. I think so there's all kind of benefit to it. Yes, there this has benefited me a lot. Um, 
and the people who are just listening to my episodes and just giving me constant support. Thank you guys so much for that. I truly do appreciate it. And again, like you, um, I am planning on running for state office in 2025. So that that's my big goal. That'll be good. It's, it's yeah. a, it's very nerve wracking, but it is, it is fun. It's been fun so far. Yes. And it, it's for the people. It's not just for me. It's for the people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Might sound a little bit like George Washington, but yes, it's for the people, by the people, we the people. Very well said. Um, any more questions for me? I don't think so. I mean, I really appreciate you having me on tonight and letting me stay, or sit here and ramble, but but I appreciate you giving me this chance and this opportunity. You are very welcome, and I thank you for uh, taking the time out of your day to record this episode with me. I know it was a little bit um, out of pocket of me just to ask yesterday, but I had a little <laughs> bit of time extra in my schedule. I'm like, you know what? How do I get some state officers in here? And yeah. I'll have to have you, um, Alec Anderson, Claire Duncan, Kylie Velasco, uh, Trey Myers. They, they're going to get on here after alumni camp. So yeah. I'm super I, Yeah, it'll be good. I, uh, schedule's been pretty – it's been kind of light for right now leading up to camp. So I was just glad that I was able to get some time to do this before camp. And I appreciate it. Um, have you heard any of my episodes, uh, before and do you know my trademark saying? I do not. You're gonna have to, you have to let me know what it is. So at the end of every episode, I ask, why are we here? Mm -hmm. And the, uh, callback is because we believe. Okay. So thank you, Titus. Uh, Why I say, wow. Hey, you two look pretty similar. That's yeah. yeah. I can't even argue with you there. Yeah, you can't really. And you both showed hogs. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you can't really back out of there anymore. That's fair. That's My fair. bad, Garrett. Love you, man. I'll forgive you. <laughs> hey, I'll see you um, at session five. Oh, yeah. As always, thank you. And why are we here? It's because we believe. Because we believe. Thank you for listening and make it a great day and be kind to somebody.